I was on a podcast the other day and we were talking about the different work I've done and different people that have inspired me. And I was able to rattle off a bunch of names, Ram Das and Lama Surya Das and uh, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill and Ernest Holmes, uh, all, all of these different people that have inspired me and, and, and really made a huge difference in my life. Oh, my gosh. Wayne Dyer, how much he helped me. Mark Victor Hansen, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Deepak Chopra. I mean, there's just been so many people that have literally changed my life just by being around them, being in their energy, learning from them. Um, I just love it. I just have been a searcher my whole life. I'll be a searcher my whole life. And and I'm drawn to different types of people. You know, Thich Nhat Hanh, the Buddhist monk. Oh, my Lord, I love his work. Um, uh, Paramahansa Yogananda, Self-Realization Fellowship. Uh, they are just an incredible organization. So there's all these people that have literally changed my life. And one person that I need to talk about is Homeless Joe. And uh, people asked me, actually, after the podcast I did talking about all these people, and I'd mentioned, you know, that even some homeless people like Homeless Joe radically changed my life. And I didn't get a chance to get into the story, but I received an email afterwards saying that, you know, I was really surprised to hear that you were talking about all these famous people changing your life, and then you threw in a homeless guy. Like, how the heck could a homeless guy have ever changed your life? And it was a great question, and I responded the same way I'm going to respond right now. It was around 2000, and uh, I was living in Sarasota, Florida, uh, running over a bridge that I'd run over a thousand times. I had injured my knee, so when on the return back, I had to actually walk, which I was very frustrated with because it was a great day for running, and it was cold for Florida anyway. And as I come over the top of the bridge, I'm walking down, limping, basically, and I see this guy crossing four lanes of traffic. You know, he's starting to go across and comes back, and he goes across and comes back, and I'm just saying to myself, oh, my Lord, it's 5 o'clock. Traffic is crazy. Please don't try to, to go. And just as I said to myself, I hope he doesn't try to go again, he ran, made it one or two steps into the road and got hit head on by a car. It was like a rag doll flying through the air from one side of the four lanes of, of the road to, uh, to the other side. He went completely across all four lanes and landed on concrete, for God's sake. I'm watching this with my own eyes, freaking out. And I raced. I mean, my knee, adrenaline is powerful, man. I raced down that bridge. I took my sweatshirt off, put it underneath his head. This guy was on the ground screaming bloody murder. It was just such a horrendous experience to, to be that close to someone screaming until I let go. And I grabbed his hand and I called every angel in the world to come and help us. And I looked in his eyes as he was screaming and I asked him his name and he said, Joe. And I'm, he's screaming, I'm going, Joe, I'm right with you. Joe, there's all kinds of angels around us. Joe, we're not alone. You're gonna make it, you're gonna be fine. And somehow the ambulance got the direction wrong and you know they're usually there three to four minutes and it was like nine or 10 minutes. It, they finally arrived and there was now a scene and I was holding his hand and talking to him. And as I looked down at his face, I honestly see the face of Jesus in Homeless Joe, and it blew my mind. I'm sitting there holding the hand of Jesus. That's what's going through my head. And I'm saying, Joe, you have no idea how protected we are right now. I said, we have all the heavenly angels and more with us. Hang in there, Joe. Squeeze my hand. The more pain you feel, squeeze my hand. And he was strong. And he was screaming and squeezing my hand so hard. And I kept telling him, Joe, I'm right with you. You're not alone. Squeeze harder. Squeeze harder. The ambulance is coming. But you've got to squeeze my hand. And the reason I was saying that is I wanted him to stay 
conscious. I didn't want him to pass out. I wanted to stay conscious. So I kept saying, squeeze my hands harder. Joe, you can squeeze it harder. Finally, the ambulance came and, uh, oh my God, they ripped me a new one uh, because I shouldn't have picked up his head and put the sweater underneath it. And I did a bunch of things I shouldn't have done, but I didn't hurt him at all, thank God. And then they take him to the hospital. And uh, the two days later, I called the hospital. I knew he'd be in surgery right away. He had all kinds of, um, every bone in his body just about had to be reset. And I called the hospital, I get his room and and he can barely talk. And I told him I wanted to come and visit him. And he said, oh my God, are you the guy at the accident? And I said, yes. And he said, I would love to see you. So I came in, I brought clothes because I knew all he had was a duffel bag. I brought t-shirts and sweaters and everything I could find. And, and then I brought him some food. I said, you know, do you want me to bring some food? He goes, oh my God, anything. So I brought him <laughs> peanut butter and crackers and an apple. And I don't know what else I forgot, some other things. And he looks at me and he goes, David? I go, yeah, he goes, can't you see I don't have any teeth? How am I going to eat peanut butter and crackers? It'll stay stuck in my mouth for a month. <laughs> I'm laughing and Joe is laughing and oh my God. And because of that experience, I started working with homeless. And because of that experience, I stop and talk to every homeless person on the street. I stop at street corners at a red light, and if there's a homeless person panhandling, I'll give them a couple dollars, and I'll pray with them. I'll do whatever they want. I'll ask them their first name. I want them to feel human. But meeting Joe in that way completely changed my life. When he got out of the hospital, I followed him to a rehab center. Of course, he had no money, so he went to this very, well, I'll just say he went to a rehab center, and I went and visited him there a couple times a week for several weeks, and then he was gone. I never heard from him again, of course, never saw him again, but he changed my life. He opened my eyes about a homeless person is a person. Take the word homeless out, and now you have reality. You have a person who's just like you and I. Some of them have very serious mental issues. Some of them have very serious addiction issues, but they're us. They're humans, and I beg of you and everyone else when I'm do these presentations to please treat them as humans. And if you don't feel good giving them money, give them a sandwich, a banana, an apple, something, right? Ask them their first name. Tell them you'll pray for them. Whatever you feel comfortable with, but please don't ignore them. Please don't pretend they don't exist. When you drive by, at least wave at one. Make them feel human. Joe opened my eyes to a world I never would have known existed. I never would have known I'd be attracted to speaking to the homeless and working with the homeless. Thank you, Joe, wherever you are. If I can help you at all, go to talkdavid.com. Four free books are there. Please definitely subscribe to our YouTube channel and to our Buzzsprout uh, podcast channel. If I can help you in any way, I will. I'm David Essel. Have a beautiful day.